it's very interesting to see where uh, different expressions come from. For instance, raining cats and dogs comes from the fact that farmers in England uh, or in the UK in general would have a lot of dogs and cats in, in barns, you know, and when they were working um, like on the first floor, basically on the ground, cats that were above them would jump because they would chase each other. And so that's where it comes from, raining cats and dogs. Bonjour et bienvenue. This is Le Vrai Français. Every Friday, join me, your host, Bomoyo Basso, here on Lingo Podcast as we speak to French teachers and popular polyglots from around the world to understand French expressions, culture, and a bit of French history. So whatever level you're at, whether you're a complete beginner, an intermediate, or an advanced learner, Le Vrai Français is here every Friday to teach you French the right way. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe now on your favorite listening app to never miss an episode or for more content, follow Lingo Podcasts on Instagram. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Le Vrai Français. Uh, with me, your host, Bumoyo Basso. Thank you so much for everyone that um, had patience with the podcast because the podcast was away the whole of March and April. Um, a lot of stuff have happened between the last time an episode came out and today. But I'm still very, very happy to be back. I'm very happy to be making an episode and I'm very happy that you're still learning a language in 2020. So that shows that you were extremely motivated at the beginning of the year. And if you're listening to this some years later, then um, I'm happy that you're using the podcast to improve your um, language skills in whatever language it is you're learning. Um, Lingo Podcast is a very global podcast. Um, on Lingo Podcasts, we talk about learning languages generally. And uh, it's no secret that I'm a big fan of French. I'm a French learner myself. And I have been for the past two years. And I decided to start a podcast specifically, well, a series specifically for French on the podcast, um, which I announced on the Instagram page. Um, I can't remember when, but I, I know I announced it on the Instagram page as well as announcing the um, the date of release, which marks um, two years since I started my French. So I, I chose this date particularly because it's a very important date for me. It's when I started French two years ago, and um, it's when I decided to help more people who are interested in learning French. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for tuning into Le Vrai Français. If you set reminders, thank you so much for setting um, reminders. Um, yeah, so this week, um, this week I sat down to talk to Lionel Jr. 
from um, I am Polyglots. I'm not sure if you've heard about his podcast, but his podcast is amazing. It was an amazing interview, a very, very good way to start the first episode of the series. And uh, I can't wait for you to, to hear this one. Today, we talked about um, learning expressions. We talked about learning different expressions with food, which is something that is very popular with French expressions with food, with fruits. Um, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but that was basically um, it. And Lionel is a very nice guy, a very honest guy uh, who speaks three languages really well. And um, I would advise you and I would love you to please check out his podcast because his podcast is amazing as well. The, um, the name of his podcast and the link to it will be in the show notes for this episode. But he is Lionel Jr., the owner and founder of I Am Polyglots, an amazing guy, my friend. And we were able to make my mentor as well. He is also my mentor because... I listened to so many of his episodes before um, contacting him to help me make this one. And it was it was a really, really good episode. And I'm very proud of what we did um, together. So sit back, um, take a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, a drink if you want, and um, listen to the first episode of this series. I hope you learned something and I hope it's going to be uh, beneficial for you whatever your level is learning french if you could take away one expression maybe if you're a beginner or two if you're an intermediate why not five if you're advanced but um i would really love that you learned something today and um, hopefully that helps you in your next chance to speak french with your teacher with your french friend or whenever you have the opportunity thank you so much Hello everyone and welcome to Lingual Podcast, your favorite language learning podcast here again, but this time with a new series, the very first episode of the new series that I announced earlier. It's called Le Vrai Français. Um, if you actually follow the Instagram page, you would know um, what the name of this new series is, but if you don't, then it's completely fine. Um, this series is totally targeted at helping people who... Uh, trying to learn French, whatever your level is. Um, you could be a complete beginner, an intermediate, or even an advanced level. I believe there's something here for everyone. There's something everyone can take from this series, and it's totally, totally free, like every other thing on the podcast. Okay, um, for this first episode, I'm very, very, very happy to be in the company. Well, not physically, but at least I'm with um, Lionel Jr. Um, if you're familiar with um, his podcast, you, you can find... I'm, I'm going to let him do the introduction himself, but um, I'm here with <laughs> Lionel Jr. And he's a French polyglot. He speaks English, French, and uh, Spanish, I believe. Yeah, uh, I do anyway, speak I'll... Spanish as well, yeah. Okay. Spanish, yes, Catalan. So Catalan, exactly. So I'm going to let him introduce himself on the very well, first episode of this podcast. First, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Um, hi, everyone. So I'm Lionel. And uh, yes, yeah, so 
I don't consider myself a polyglot per se. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's complicated, you know, that term polyglot. It's, yeah. it's a bit scary, but yeah, I do um, have a podcast for uh, people who want to practice their French uh, listening or they want to just have a French podcast dedicated to uh, learning languages and tips on how to work on your own and not spending too much money uh, in terms of uh, language learning. Mm -hmm. uh, personally, I'm a big fan of your podcast. I have listened to every single episode. Um, it's why <laughs> Thank you so I, much. It's why I wrote to you and it's why I really wanted you to be on this first episode. It means a lot to me that you're actually here. The pleasure is mine, really. <laughs> okay, um, so today Lionel is here to talk about some French expressions. Um, right. Today we're going to be focusing on a few expressions that could help you improve your French and speak French the right way. A lot of times people um, have this conception that they have to speak the exact way it is in the textbook. But Lionel actually is a big fan of speaking French the right way. And that's why he's here today with a few expressions to help you do that. Yes, absolutely. So there's this uh, conception of... Uh, learning a language that's too clean, too um, academic, you know, too scholar. And that's something that you find yourself sometimes in situations where um, it's, it's, uh, you feel like you speak like a book, you know. And when you travel to a country, you may have on the paper uh, a certification that says that you have a B2 level, a C1 level, or whatever it is. And in yeah. the end, in practice, you realize that your level is very strange because it doesn't really represent the way people speak in the streets. So exactly. I, I'm not saying, you know, when I, when I have that, uh, that conception, um, when I share my thoughts on that, some people tell me that I'm wrong because you need to learn the formal way first in order to understand how to use um, like more casual uh, ways of speaking. And yeah. I don't think it's the right way to do that because if you start learning a language in one way, then you will be stuck in that way. And it's complicated to kind of correct stuff that you learn in a bad way. So, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, I have some expressions uh, that I've prepared. But okay. it's the first thing that I want to mention about French, and this is very dedicated to French, uh, only, I mean, I don't know all the languages in the world, but I know that it applies a lot to French. Um, in, in terms of contractions, French is a language that is pronounced in a very different way than the way you write it. And so the very first thing that people need to, to, to learn when, when coming to French is to use the right contractions. Um, for instance, when you present yourself, uh, you're going to say, Je m'appelle uh, Lionel, but actually in real life, you're going to say, Je m'appelle Lionel. Yeah, yeah. So, this is the very first thing that keeps someone from understanding the language. And if you don't understand the language, then you cannot be exposed to it because you only hear noise. You don't understand the words. And that's the very big problem when you learn with a textbook um, because you will see all the words the way they are supposed to be but they are not actually used like that in a real conversation or it depends on the context. So uh, contractions would be the, the first thing to take into account. And so then um, do you want me to start talking about expressions? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
And um, just just so, before you do that, just before yeah. you do that, I'm so sorry. Uh, I just want to mention, of course, of course. Um, the name of Lionel's podcast is I Am Polyglot. Yes, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I just really I forgot about that. <laughs> it's fine. It's going to be in the description for this episode, but I just wanted to mention it because it's such a great podcast. If you're a French learner, I listen to it every single Wednesday when he releases a new episode. Um, it's fantastic. So yeah, take it away. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Good. So uh, the first expression that I selected is um, il pleut à vache qui pisse. Il pleut à vache qui pisse. So okay. literally, meaning that it rains as if a cow were actually peeing from the sky, right? So oh. they were taking a piss from the sky, which okay. would be raining cats and dogs or pouring rain, uh, call it the way you want, but it's when it's really raining. And so okay. I, I wanted to start with this one because I've noticed something about the French language and it is okay. that most expressions are based on animals, fruit, or vegetables. There's so many expressions. Think about some expressions related to animal names. So the first one is this one. Il pleut à vache qui pisse, meaning okay. that it rains a lot. I have to I have to try to, to see that myself because uh, even though I'm a French learner, I haven't said that expression before. I have to be honest. So right, this uh, is very familiar. <laughs> oh really? Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, could you could you take it one more time so I can I can try myself? Of course. Il pleut à vache qui pisse. Il pleut à vache qui pisse. Perfect. That's very good. Yeah, you have a very good accent. <laughs> Merci. Very good. <laughs> very good. So yeah, uh, then um, another way of saying the same thing would be to say, um, il pleut des cordes. Il pleut des cordes. Cor corde being ropes in English, for those who don't know. And so basically this comes from the fact that when it's raining a lot, um, you see the drops of rain like little lines, you know, and it looks yeah. like a big rope basically because it's thicker, it's heavier. Okay. And so that's why we say il pleut des cordes instead of uh, cats and dogs, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, how you said it's, it's a familiar expression. How often can you hear this? Oh, I mean, that's something that you would hear all the time in France, especially if you live in the north because it's raining all the time. <laughs> so people <laughs> use that all the time. Uh, it's very common. It's very common. Actually, I don't know of any other way of saying that, you know, in a formal way, it's kind of complicated to explain really what you mean. And that's why I'm a big fan of learning those kinds uh, of expressions. Because it's really, when you say something like that to someone, uh, the person understand what you mean. And it has, you can have very like an image, you know, it's very clear, you can draw a picture, and it's yeah. very clear in your head. So that's yeah. why I like about that. Okay, uh, brilliant expression, brilliant expression. Um, do you have another one for us here today? Yes, of course. Uh, so we're staying in the animal category. Uh -huh. um, and we have, uh, wait, because I'm, I actually lost my paper. <laughs> okay. worry. Um, so, avoir une mémoire d'éléphant, which is very common in many languages. Yeah. Avoir une mémoire d'éléphant, to have can the I, memory of an elephant. Okay, oh, sorry. I, 
<laughs> it's yeah. fine. Okay, you, you already said literal evil. Can I guess what yeah. that might mean um, in a um, of course in real sense? Of course, of course. Okay, um, does that mean to have a bad memory? Actually, it's quite the opposite. It's to have um, a great memory. A great memory. Um, I don't know if you know that, but elephants are known to have an excellent memory, especially okay. when, they, uh, when a member of their tribe passes away. Okay. Uh, they know exactly the location where the, the member has died. And when they travel, they actually remember where to go back uh, to just have a thought about the member who passed away uh, or which passed away. It's an animal in that case. But I mean, so it's very, very interesting to know that uh, elephants are so intelligent and, and they retain all the information that they see. So yeah, having a memory of an elephant uh, in French, avoir une mémoire d'éléphant oh, is elephant. to have a very good memory. Avoir une mémoire d'éléphant. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Uh, could you could you say a sentence, please? Of course. Um, let's see. Um, mon ami, uh, mon ami Paul, a vraiment une mémoire d'éléphant parce qu'il se rappelle de son premier numéro de téléphone. Okay. Um, so, translation, please, for those who may not. Yes, of course. So uh, I just said that my friend Paul has a very good memory because he's able to remember his very first phone number, like uh, from, from years ago, I mean. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the idea, having a, a good memory, not necessarily for important stuff, but also okay. for things that are actually useless, but you still remember <laughs> that, you know. <laughs> okay. So well, that's okay, having that's, a good memory. That's, that's, these are really nice expressions, I think. I didn't really know French had a lot of expressions with animals. I heard yeah. about vegetables. Um, yeah. For example, I heard in this movie, um, Les Cajons Sans Cuits. Yeah, very good one. Yeah. I love that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, I think for, for those listening, I think it means um, every, it's finished. Um, that's the end. Something exactly. Like that's that. especially in a, in a desperate situation. Uh, mm -hmm. Les Cajons Sans Cuits, it's like, well, it's really the end and it's bad, you know. Um, yeah. for, for, or not necessarily like something dramatic, but uh -huh. uh, let's say that you're watching a soccer game and your team is losing. Uh, it's losing 2-0 at minute 89, you know. And here yeah. you're saying, well, les carottes sont cuites. Uh, like there's no way they're going to come back. Exactly. C'est impossible. <laughs> exactly. It's impossible. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Well, uh, Do you know any other with the vegetables? Which the vegetables are, I'm really struggling to or remember. Or fruit. I can't remember. I can't remember. So, there's one that's very important and, and you need to know this one. Uh, okay. Probably you know it. Okay. It's tomber dans les pommes. Ah, tomber, tomber dans, dans les, les pommes. pommes. I know this one, but I can't remember what it means. <laughs> so, tomber dans les pommes. So, of course, it's not literal. It's a metaphor. Um, but it means to faint. If you feel bad, if it's really hot, uh, you've been running a marathon and you haven't eaten or something like that, you might faint and you say, tomber dans les pommes. Dans les pommes. Okay, literally, so for instance, it means falling in the apples, yes? Exactly, exactly. Falling in the apples, yeah. In, in, in like a, I don't know, like a big pile of apples. Yeah, if that's possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. It, it's very strange. I don't know where it comes from. 
Uh, that's something I have to look into because uh, sometimes we don't have all the explanations on how, like why we use that kind of expression. I don't know. I guess that there's a story behind it, but I don't know it. So tombe okay. dans les pommes. Yeah. Um, another one uh, related to vegetable and, and fruit would be um, uh, raconter des salades. Raconter des salades. Ah, I know this. That means um, to say... Okay, literally, it means um, to tell salads or something. Exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. Okay, but I think in a sentence, that would mean um, to, to tell lies or... Exactly, exactly. that isn't true, something far-fetched, exactly. I guess. It, it, that, that's exactly the definition, actually. So, yeah, you, you say something and probably it's going to come from the person you're speaking to. The person can't really believe your story and he's the one or she's the one who's going to say to you, uh, tu racontes des salades. You're, you're okay. saying something that's not true, right? Because it's hard to believe. So, yes. Okay. And, um, <laughs> if, if someone tells you that and you're actually not um, en train de raconter des salades, what can you say? Um, yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, so here I would say that you would not come up with another expression. You would mm -hmm. simply say, yeah, I, I mean, uh, non, je te jure, je te jure. Like, uh, I, I swear, I swear, <laughs> je te jure. <laughs> and here again, you see, that's, uh, we're coming back to the, the contractions. And this is mm -hmm. very important again, because what I'm saying is, je te jure, yes. I swear to you. But actually, what I say is, je te jure, je te jure, and not je te I say je te jure. Mm -hmm. It's like a contraction of je and te. Je te jure. And this is very important because you might know the expression, yeah. maybe you read it, but once you hear it, you're like, what is he saying? You know? yeah. There's this exactly. one, and uh, we're going to get back to the expressions with animals. And yeah, sorry. I guess that, that's what we're focusing on today. But um, there's this one I'm, I'm aware of, and it was one of the first ones I learned. Um, yeah. It was je ne sais pas. Je ne sais and pas, yeah. A lot of the time you hear Shepa. Exactly. That's <laughs> great. You're doing it perfectly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Shepa. At, at first, I, I, I had no idea what that was, but I, I had it explained to me and um, yeah. it made a lot of sense. That's why French is very frustrating um, because someone may have um, an official exam, you know, um, like the Cambridge in English, uh, the Delph in French. Um, and on the paper, they have a good level. But then if you travel to France, you're going to be lost if you don't know that register. So yeah. it's very important to, to have a look at it at least. Okay. Brilliant. Uh, I'm loving these expressions today, uh, the expressions with yeah. the animals and vegetables and fruits. Uh, which yeah, one haven't course. we done so far? Okay. Um, so there's another one saying, um, so uh, avoir un cœur d'artichaut. Avoir un cœur d'artichaut. Do you that, know what an artichaut is? No, I don't even think I can pronounce it. Is, is so, it an, an artichaut? Ça? Perfect. Artichaut. Okay. Artichaut. artichaut. And it's, a, it's an artichoke. Uh, uh, so it's like, you know, that, that, that it's kind of a flower that you eat with leaves, mm -hmm. green leaves, and you just okay. like suck on the leaves. It's something very famous in France and Spain. Uh, not so much in the States, not so much anywhere else, I, I believe. Um, but it's, uh, it's very, so what you need to know is that basically 
you eat the leaves, you need to suck on them, and inside you have what they call the heart of, uh, of the, the artichoke, and, and that is very tender, it's very soft. And so having a heart of, a heart, of an artichoke means um, to be, like to fall in love easily, basically. To, uh. to, to, to fall in love easily, that's what it is. Uh, so basically, if you say that to someone, you're going to say, hey, be careful uh, because I know that you have a heart of an artichoke and I know uh, that you're going to fall in love and maybe that's not the right person for you, you know. For you. Yeah. Say, okay, um, I'm going to try it now. It's uh, yes. avoir un cœur. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So avoir un cœur d'artichaut. Okay. Avoir un cœur d'artichaut. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. You're doing it very well. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Is there any others? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. Let me think. Um, so related to fruit, vegetables, animals. Um, well, for instance, I'm coming back to the weather. So it's kind okay. of the same as the first one uh, saying, il pleut à vache qui pisse. Okay. If you want to be a bit more general, you can say, il fait un temps de chien. Il fait un uh, temps de chien. And so that means it's like a weather it's for dogs. For dogs, yeah. Yeah, and so basically it means that uh, it's a weather that maybe dogs, um, may maybe they're not so annoyed at that situation, but for humans, it's not the kind of day where you can go out, basically. So you need to stay inside because it's raining a lot. Okay. Um, il it fait comes. Un temps de, de chien. Il fait un temps de chien, yeah, exactly. Un temps de chien. Yeah. Exactly. I think it comes from the fact that, you know, some time ago, uh, people would live in a farm uh, or they would have like a farmstead, you know. And, and so basically, the dog would live uh, outside all the time. The dog would not have the right to go inside the house. And okay. so I think that's, that's where it comes from the fact that people would stay inside because it was raining a lot. And dogs were outside. Oh, cool. Uh, I love the fact that a lot of these expressions, except for um, something like tumbi uh, dolly pom, these are just uh, yeah. weird, I guess. But I love the fact that some of these expressions, especially the ones with animals, have um, a bit of um, background and a bit of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know all of them. But yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, I'm sure that if you type the expression on Google, you will have way more information. Um, and sometimes I do that. And it's very interesting to see where uh, different expressions come from. For instance, raining cats and dogs comes from the fact that farmers in England uh, or in the UK in general would have a lot of dogs and cats in, in barns, you know. And when they were working... Um, like on the first floor, basically on the ground, cats that were above them would jump because they would chase each other. And so that's where it comes from, raining cats and dogs, because they were actually falling uh, from the barns. Yeah. Well, I, I'm an English speaker myself, and I had no idea about... This is why you should <laughs> listen to Lionel's podcast, because he has way, way more knowledge about these things than I am. Okay, Lionel, um, do we have at least just one more before we let you go today? Yes, of course. Uh, let's see. A good one to end well. Um, 
Well, I mean, this is not related to animals, fruit or vegetable, but I think it's the one of the expressions that you need to learn first when you want to learn French and speak it with friends in the streets or whatever. Um, it's passer pour un con. Passer pour uh, un con. Passer pour and, un con. I know this one. <laughs> yeah. So can you can you give uh, an example maybe or? Okay, like in a sentence. Yeah, or or maybe you know the definition or how would you explain it? Okay, I think um, passer pour un con means um, when you you think someone is um, is stupid or someone has made. Um, very bad decision i think something like that yes yes yeah, so it's not only a bad decision but it's more like uh when you're ashamed of mm -hmm. having done something for instance if um i don't know like i don't have a good example but imagine i go outside right now uh mm -hmm. completely naked mm -hmm. i'm probably gonna gonna pass pour un con, pour un con. Yeah. Pour un con. <laughs> because people are gonna think that i am stupid right mm -hmm. <laughs> So that, that's the thing, yeah. To be ridiculous, that's what it is, ridiculous. to be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. That's yeah, the word. Yeah. Well, Lionel, thank you so much for being here today. Honestly, it's a pleasure. It was really, really fun having you on the shoot. Today. <laughs> um, thank you so you much. Go, um, yeah. Probably if you could um, give um, the people listening to, to the podcast, because if you're listening, then you're obviously interested in French one way or another. Um, mm -hmm. So is there any advice you would give for whatever level you're at? What can I start doing, especially um, right now, unfortunately, with, um, with what's happening in the world right now um, with the coronavirus and the COVID-19 outbreak? Is there anything yeah. I can do, particularly while I'm at home, to um, improve my French or restart my French again? Is there any yeah. advice you can give? So Obviously, yeah. I mean, we, we live in a, in a complicated situation, but there's ways of taking advantage of, of that. And um, so it depends on the level, obviously. But I would say that for someone who already knows the basics and wants to go a little bit deeper in the language, I think it's the right moment if you have the chance to be able to work from home and having a little bit more time than uh, your usual day. Um, I think it's time to use some exercises that are actually more time consuming that you cannot do on a, on a regular basis. So for instance, reading is one. Uh, I know that unfortunately there's a lot of people who don't read anymore. And I think that reading is one of the best exercises when you learn a language because you see the syntax, you see the words. Um, it's one of the best way to learn vocabulary as well. So I would recommend uh, finding a good book and to me when you learn a language a good book is a book that is just a little bit above your level so not too hard not too easy either because otherwise you're not going to learn anything but something that's just above your level like this you can learn new words new structures and especially if you can read a book with a lot of dialogues because you don't really care about the literature when you learn a language you want to learn the dialogues and ways of expressing yourself So I would recommend that or maybe reading comics or mangas uh, because you have the pictures, you understand more the context. Exactly. And this is a good way as well of reading. Okay. Um, huge fan of your work. Thank you so much for being here today. If you want to <laughs> listen to Lionel more, unfortunately, he speaks in French on his podcast. But if you 
are looking for a way to improve your friendship. Maybe this is the right moment with Leo. Yes. Uh, I mean, I will be back uh, posting some content in English, but it'll be on YouTube. So yeah. I will be back soon on YouTube in English. But yeah, otherwise, I'm polyglot and it's French. Okay. Thank you so much for being here today, Lionel. Uh, I've learned a lot personally, and uh, I can't wait to, to hear from you again. Hopefully, someday anytime. you'll be back on the podcast. Of course, anytime. Okay. Okay. Okay, Lionel. Uh, merci et à bientôt. Merci, salut. Salut.